In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Good morning. Good morning. Happy Father's Day. I say that this morning with the broadest understanding of fatherhood to include godfathers and stepfathers and generous and loving uncles. My niece sends me a Father's Day card every year which should include virtually every man present, to whom again I say, Happy Father's Day. And I add with the utmost conviction, never underestimate the importance of the Father's blessing. This is an ancient and biblical thing that conveys authority, permission, encouragement. The Father's blessing is deeply important and we find it passed through the Old Testament, beginning with Abraham and, of course, Isaac, and into the New with the apostolic blessing, the apostolic empowerment, the Father's blessing. Do not underestimate its importance. Like so many of you, I am mourning the loss of Father Eric Larson, which is, in fact, the reason I am here this morning. Eric is an old friend as well as neighbor in eastern Connecticut, and I am grateful to have had this opportunity to recall his friendship with you and his ministry over the past 30-some years that I have known Eric and worked alongside him. We were neighbors in small country parishes in Litchfield County, western Connecticut. He at St. Andrew's Church in Marbledale, a part of the town of Washington, and I at Christ Church in Roxbury, once part of the town of Woodbury, where Samuel Seabury was elected first bishop in Connecticut, first bishop outside the Church of England in England itself. Our Roxbury separated from Woodbury in 1795, but we were neighbors, Eric and I. And during his tenure at St. Andrews, which was most of the decade of the 80s, he and Karen personified the warm hospitality for which the parish was known. And St. Andrews chicken dinners were community events, not to mention their lobster dinners. Yes, lobster, I know, the Housatonic Valley is a long way from the ocean. But that only increased the appeal of the annual event, which brought live lobsters from, sorry, not Rhode Island, but Garbo Lobster in Groton, Connecticut. Impressed by what was going on at St. Andrews at Christ Church Roxbury, we tried our own lobster dinner, having had no experience, and we were still waiting for the water to boil when people arrived hungry with tickets in hand. That was a lesson learned. The lobster dinner was Father Larson's event. We're not going to poach on that territory. I recall Eric at the weekly gathering of local clergy that met at my house in Roxbury, where we talked about the lectionary readings for the coming Sunday. The discussion helped to get the juices flowing as we set about writing sermons for the next week, and Eric rarely missed a session. 
His good mind was a stimulus to all of us, and he continued with the group until the family moved to Hong Kong. Before his first son, Ben, was born, I called him Baby Ben, Eric joined a parish group that I led to Israel-Palestine. There were about 15 of us, a nice number, and I recall Eric presiding at an outdoor Eucharist at Tabga on the Sea of Galilee, where a small church is built on the water's edge in memory of Jesus' third resurrection appearance. John's Gospel describes the miraculous draft of fishes that his disciples brought in when Jesus joined them. A catch so great that the fishing nets broke because they could not contain the fish. A sign of the new community coming into being with Jesus' presence and Jesus' resurrection presence making men and women his followers, his disciples, in a new church in his name. John writes that they shared breakfast on the beach, broiling the fish and sharing the bread, a prototype of Holy Eucharist and the model for our service on the beach, which was led by Father Eric. How appropriate that he, with his great love of fishing, should be the celebrant that day in that little church, remembering the miraculous draft of fishes. On another day, we went to Qumran in the Dead Sea Valley, stopping in the afternoon for a swim in the Dead Sea. Of course, no one really swims in the Dead Sea, which has such a high salt content and chemical content that it is more like brine. So you dip in the Red Sea, and float on your backs, much like a cork. Not everyone in our group wanted to set foot in such water, but Eric was all for it, and a few of us changed in the dressing rooms that were well back from the shore. Sadly, the Dead Sea is shrinking, and we found that the stones on the way to the sea, to the water's edge, were both very sharp and very hot. You should have seen him hopping like a cricket to get to the water. And those of us following right behind him were laughing so much that uh, we almost, ign almost ignored the pain as we too made our dance to get to the water. From Marbledale, Eric moved with his family, now including Greg, in addition to Ben and Karen moved to Hong Kong, where he served in the Anglican Cathedral. I know that he was very much missed at St. Andrews, and it was known in the whole area that sexual minorities were welcome there at St. Andrews at a time when such was not always the case in the Episcopal Church. And Eric was both clear and courageous on the subject. After he and Karen returned from Hong Kong, music brought us together through both children. Ben had a passion for the cello, and Greg sang and boarded with the St. Thomas Choir School in New York City. Both came to my 60th birthday party in Groton, and Ben played and Greg sang. 
sweetening for me that round birthday with music and happy memories. And Karen, who is a gifted keyboard musician and music teacher, encouraged the musical talent that abounds in the family. It comes from her side of the marriage, and she held the family together during the difficult time when Eric was looking for work after leaving diocesan staff in Connecticut. He loved Rhode Island, and he loved his association with Christ Church Westerly during these last years. He loved you. His passing was too soon for us who loved him, and we grieve. But as Paul assures us in his first letter to the Thessalonians, we do not grieve as persons without hope, and this morning we have heard Paul's wonderful letter to the Galatians, which assures us that we are a new creation in Christ Jesus. We are joined to Christ in baptism, into whose likeness we grow inwardly as we rise above race, rise above clan, rise above tribe, rise above gender, to claim the glorious inheritance of the children of God, united in a new creation in Christ, which grows even as the body fades and weakens. We are baptized into Jesus' death and resurrection. We are clothed with Christ and renewed inwardly, even as our bodies wane like the seed that has to give way and die to release the new life within. Eric knew that, and so do we. And we are thankful for his life and for his witness, for his gifts that have blessed us and brought us closer to God and to each other. And we return him to a loving creator and merciful redeemer. Thanks be to God. Amen. Amen.